Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Residents are assessing the damage after Tuesday's 6.4 magnitude earthquake on California's north coast. Roman Battaglia from Jefferson Public Radio reports. Fire departments in Humboldt County have already been out surveying homes and businesses to find out the extent of the damage. Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency on Tuesday to help with recovery efforts. Ryan Derby is overseeing recovery with the Humboldt County Office of Emergency Services. So many of the recovery efforts are uh, already underway, but it's the financial recovery and getting people into more long-term housing that could could take some time. Derby says in the town of Rio Del, most affected by the earthquake, at least 35 buildings have already been condemned. Recovery teams continue to work to restore infrastructure, including power and water. For the California Report, I'm Roman Battaglia. Some good news in the recovery process. PG&E says it's restored power to almost all of the 70,000 customers who have been in the dark since the earthquake hit. And in the town of Rio Del, which was the hardest hit in the quake, water services have been restored for about 20 percent of residents. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Tonight is the fifth night of Hanukkah. 
All over the world, for many centuries, Jewish people have marked the holiday by eating foods fried in oil. In a city as diverse as Los Angeles, Jewish people celebrate Hanukkah with fried foods hailing from Europe, Asia, and Africa. Uh, we are frying sufganyot, which are jelly donuts that uh, are traditional for Hanukkah. My name is Doug Weinstein. I'm the owner of Diamond Bakery on Fairfax. I'm the uh, current steward of the legacy. So the sufganyot means sponge, and so it does absorb some of the oil because the mitzvah is to have oil to um, honor the, the, uh, the miracle of the oil lasting eight days instead of just one. And so we take, it's a, it's um, a slightly richer um, formula than a regular uh, raised donut. Uh, and then we fill those with uh, raspberry jam, we fill them with lemon, with, with the vanilla custard and chocolate custard. Um, smelling like oil until Valentine's Day isn't my favorite thing, but uh, you know, the, the joy it brings other people, uh, fulfilling on the tradition, you know, um, that's, that's what keeps me going. This is Richard from Baba Saleh Synagogue, right here in Fairfax in Los Angeles. Most of uh, the, the people from that, uh, this uh, community is uh, from uh, North Africa, and probably 80% of them are from Morocco. We have the, what's called Svanj, and it's a Moroccan uh, kind of uh, donut. It's uh, cooked in oil, it's pretty heavy, you know, but it's so delicious, and we eat it with uh, either uh, jam or with the sugar and uh, the sugar is put on the top, it's not inside. So it's nothing like uh, the sukhania that uh, we have here. Svanjar is very particular to, uh, to Hanukkah, and everybody loves it, and they eat it with, uh, with tea, and it's really, really delicious. My name is Elizabeth Heitner, and I grew up in New York City as an Ashkenazi Jew. The two main foods that we're making for Hanukkah this year are sufgan yotes, which we fill with guava jam and a mascarpone filling. And the other one is our sunchoke ladka, which we serve with a mole amarillo, crema, and fresh apples. Do you want to kind of talk about guavas? Yeah, so uh, guavas are pretty significant in my household. Hi, my name's Nestor Silva. I'm a native Angelino. My mom is from uh, Mexico and my dad's from Argentina. Um, we've always had a guava tree. Uh, it doesn't, didn't matter where we lived. For some reason, the guava tree always followed us. Uh, so I have distinct memories of my mom uh, making like guava jam. Whenever I make the guava jam now and you come home from work, you're like, wow, it smells like my childhood in here. And I always think that's so sweet. <laughs> I, I almost like think I'm going to catch my mom behind the stove making this jam, you know. We've had a lot of like Jewish people that grew up in Mexico City approach us and tell us like how special the, their meal was. Um, and this idea of just like connecting with people and um, feeding them from the heart has always been really important to us. So... You want to know what I make, basically, for Hanukkah? Uh, with the potatoes and eggs, I either try to make uh, little balls out of them and fry them, 
because my kids love it that way, or flatten them and make little round ones, just like latkes. My name is Lobat Abrams. So I am uh, uh, moved to the United States when I was 11 from a Jewish family. In Iran, it was a little different. It's not like here where every corner there's a temple and there's a kosher shop. We were absolutely a minority. So Americans, I think you, they do applesauce, right? I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> so I try to do my own little spin of my Persian cooking. So there is no applesauce on the table unless my American son-in-law requests it. Hanukkah especially is such a beautiful holiday of perseverance and strength and coming together as a community. That story was produced by KCRW's Robin Estrin. And that's the California Report for Thursday, December 22nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. Stanford Healthcare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.